listeners, and welcome to the Backseat Directors Podcast. I am your host, Andre Hutchins, and you are listening to our monthly episode of What's Hot with Life of Films. Life of Films is an online movie blog and website owned and operated by Simon Garner and Ryan Nevin, all the way from the UK. Both Simon and Ryan are avid movie fans and good friends of mine, and I am happy to have them as my co-hosts on this monthly episode. On What's Hot, we will review some of the biggest movie news to come out for the month of August, and we will also select and review our favorite film score and composer from a movie that, that debuted this same month. So thank you for joining us, sit back and relax, and enjoy today's episode. What's Hot with Life of Films. All right. Well, Ryan Simon, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, man. How's it going, mate? You all right? Yeah, things are good. Things are good. I'm just getting over a cough still. I've had it for far too long, and so I apologize if uh, yeah, if I have to just turn and cough <laughs> during this <laughs> podcast at all. But uh, Don't worry, mate. Don't worry. Ryan, so you just got back from playing some... Uh, some well, I, I was about to say football, but then I should just say soccer because I'm actually American. Yeah, soccer, soccer, <laughs> not football. Even though your sport over there is called football, but what, like eighty percent of it, maybe ninety percent of it, requires you to carry the ball. <laughs> Probably like ninety-five percent of it. <laughs> yeah, just um, just been playing some football back now, and uh, yeah, ready to ready to talk some some what's hot, tea or dinner, <laughs> oh supper. <laughs> <laughs> leave it just leave it all right guys okay but before we get into that though let's i've got some uh i've got some little trivia questions for you guys i want to see how well you know your actors uh and where they come from all right so there's some mixed in here you know that are uh you know from the u.s maybe not from the u.s but i just i just want to see what you guys can do with this all right so before we uh before we get to our our big movie news here's some questions okay and so um either of you just speak up whoever whoever knows uh yeah just shout it out okay so cool okay okay tell me where jim carrey is from what states do we just saying the states or do we have to be specific in regards to like which state <laughs> no 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 you could so i'm just i'm just focusing on country how about that okay i'm pretty confident that he's like is he American or is he Canadian? Oh, I think Canadian. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Canadian. Actually, I jumped to the states straight away, but I'm gonna go Canadian. Nice, nice, good job, man. Yep, he's totally Canadian. Okay, that that was an cool. easy one, though. That was an easy one. Huh? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So how about um, how about Michael J. Fox? Uh, American. I'm going American. I would have, yeah, I would have said that. I would have said American. American? Canadian. Michael J. Fox was born oh, in Canada. Jeez. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, okay. Here, here's, here's a more simple one for you, right? Andrew Garfield. Oh, British. British. Nice, nice. I actually didn't even know that. <laughs> I had no idea. So that's, that's two Spider-Man actors that have been both British. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Yeah, it's 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 a funny one. I didn't. I don't know why I know that. It's just, obviously it's just one of the things you know. I think before I watched stuff leading up to the Spider-Man films, interviews and stuff, <laughs> okay. I would have thought he was American as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Well, and he, you know, I mean, he played in uh, you know, the big uh, movie from last year with uh, Hacksaw Ridge. 
Um, okay, but here's here's the funny thing though. So I just saw I just saw a trailer <laughs> uh, a trailer uh, coming out with a movie um, with Andrew Garfield star- starring in it, and I, I forget what the name of the movie is, but he he's in a wheelchair, so he's paralyzed. Um, and and he was speaking with you know his British accent. And <laughs> It, because I thought that he was from the U.S., I was thinking that was the worst British accent I've ever heard. So basically, basically, we just insulted him. Yeah, and kind of insulted us a little bit. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how we, that's how we speak. That's how we sound. I'm serious. No, man, this it it sounded like it was so phony. It sounded so bad, and so I got to go back and listen to it because I was pretty surprised to find out he was actually from the UK. So, I tell you what, to be fair, Tom Holland, Tom Holland as well. His his British accent is is funky. It's it's that I listen to that and think there's something funky going on there. <laughs> and do you he, think it's because do you think it's because they've been coached? Like, do you know what I mean? So they just don't no, know they just don't know how to talk anyway. They yeah, it's no longer natural. Is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. That might be good. Uh, I I mean that that might be like a legitimate reason as to why um because most movies I've seen Andrew Garfield in, he he just he talks with a US accent, you know. Um, yeah. No, that's yeah, that's pretty funny. I, I just I, I don't know. It's kind of surprising just because I think there are way more British actors who play American roles than U.S. actors that try to speak with the British accent. Right. Mm. That's 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 what I take from it. But okay, here I'm gonna give you guys a few more to to kind of um, sink your teeth in. So okay, Charlize Theron. Where is she from? Oh. I, I see. Uh, I want to say. I want to say Canadian again, but I don't. I, I, I hope you're not throwing a free free Canadians at us. I want to <laughs> say Canadian again. Okay. I, I remember. I, I don't know. This might be well wider than market, but I, I'm not sure if she's got some sort of South African heritage. Ooh, Simon, you're right. She's born in South oh, yeah. Africa, Johannesburg. No way. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Wins. He's winning. Three, what is it? Freaking two one. No. Three two. <laughs> Hey, we're all friends here. It's not a competition, all right? Well, it is for me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm lo- and I'm losing. All right, cool. In fact, that, in that case, good. <laughs> okay, okay. I think the reason I knew that one was because of Aeon Flux. And I remember that, again, another interview um, leading up to watching that. And that's years old now, isn't it? I've, I've, I haven't seen it for ages. I thought you were going to say you saw um, it in Nando's, that's why. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, I like that movie, too. That's a good one. Okay, yeah, a good um, movie, yeah. Keanu Reeves, where is he from? Freaking, oh god, I'm out That's here. a weird one, like, I think he's from freaking, like, Iceland or something. <laughs> <laughs> Where, is he, where's he from? He's, I don't know, I'm not even going to attempt that one. Okay, well, technically, technically he's born in the US, but he was born in Hawaii. He's Hawaiian. <laughs> oh, okay. Bit, bit warmer. Yeah, yeah. So, see, I'm just trying to throw a, a few curveballs in there. Um, okay, let me see. Let me see. How about... No, these seem too easy. These seem too easy. Hold on, hold on. I was going to say, like, Idris Elba. <laughs> no, well, I'm oh, just yeah, kidding. Yeah. He's... Behave. Okay, how about 
Okay, and you might not know this guy just uh, from his name, and um, but I'll tell you who he plays. So, uh, Carl Urban, do you know who he is? Oh, yeah, we know, know Carl Urban. Yeah. Where, of course what, we know. What sort of movie goes, goes do you take us okay, for? Okay. Freaking well, I mean, Aemir in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. But, um, I mean, outside of the Lord of the Rings, I mean, gosh, name name a couple movies he's been in. Star Trek? Star Born, Trek. Born Dread. Supremacy. I watched it last night. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Dread. He's in Dread. He's in the new Thor Ragnarok as well. Okay, I retract my statement. Okay, so where where is Carl Urban from? <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've got about. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got a weird accent, hasn't he? Um, um, you know, I don't even. For know some reason, you remember in in Star Trek when he says, um, "What's that really funny line that he says?" Science Star Trek. He's like, oh, oh, "What it's... the fu- what the fuck are you talking about?" Something yeah, like that. yeah, no, it's, yeah. Um, and I got that's the Vulcan, he has got Are you out of your Vulcan mind? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with that one. Oh, that's a really weird one. Is he like freaking Scottish or something? New Zealand. I know he's not. New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Two more. Two more. How about this? Okay. Andrew Lincoln. So he's uh, he's the main. He he is. Um, oh gosh, why am I blanking on his name from uh, The Walking Rick. Dead? Rick. Rick. Yeah. Grimes. Rick, Rick Grimes. Yeah. He's he's a Brit. Nice. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Did Did you yeah, know that, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Come on, we've all we've all we've all seen Love Actually. No, I was to be fair, I would have sent Brett because of Love Actually, but I oh, didn't okay. know for facts. So okay. I would have gone for that. Oh, that's fair enough. Well. I just want to make sure you guys know your British actors, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Last one. Let me see. Um, Ryan Gosling. Um, uh, I think he is freaking. Oh, he's either American or Swedish. Ooh. Okay. Sigh. I would have, I would have said American. Yeah, he's from Canada. There's a lot of Canadians. Oh there. my god! <laughs> oh, I, was about to drop the, I was about to drop. I was about to drop the f bomb. Then <laughs> there was too many Canadians in this competition, and I got nothing against them. But that is insane. Oh man, dude! Yeah, this the is... Canadian curves, man. You done yeah, it. They... This is a fun list, and I'll probably add these maybe to the show notes um, and just kind of a quick link. But, yeah, this is kind of a fun list, all right? Okay, well, Ryan, Simon, dude, it's it's good to have you guys back. Um, look, really looking forward to some of these topics we're going to be discussing on what's hot, um, you know, for the month of August. Uh, definitely some big movie news coming out, or that came out this month. So why don't we go ahead and get things going, and we're going to start off uh, with our first segment, and that is our big movie news. Big movie news. So, Ryan, you are first, my friend. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and take it away, and uh, we'll just follow your lead. Awesome. Okay, so um, what I'm going to talk about today is it's pretty it's pretty big news, and especially for the three of us here in this chat. Um, was earlier this week. It was um, was it this week? No. It was, was it back end of last week, wasn't it? Yeah, August 17th. Uh, yeah, so last week, August, August 17th. 17th. Yeah. yeah, August 17th. Yeah, I was just looking at that. Um, was that they've... It's not It's not official, is it? But it's it's looking pretty concrete that there's going to be an Obi-Wan film and it's being reported by um, The Hollywood Reporter mm-hmm. that there's a an Obi-Wan Kenobi solo film in the works and they're looking in the studio... Uh, are looking at getting in Stephen Doldry, the the director of um, Billy Elliot, who is nominated for an Oscar to to direct. 
at the moment that's kind of really all the information that we've got on this one isn't it because it, it it's quite vague but it does seem like quite solid news because especially if it's coming from the hollywood report they don't they don't yeah, really deal say, too much yeah. they don't really deal too much in kind of gossip etc they they kind of report stuff that they they do believe in and so it's it's really really good news on this front and it's something that we were very a lot of people happy not just us a lot of people happy to see what's the weird thing is at the moment though is because it's so so loosely reported there's no information in regards to who's going to play obi-wan kenobi which i feel like would be a given that it would be ewan mcgregor because i know that he stated previously before in lots lots of interviews not just not just um, one or two he's lots of interviews um well that yeah that collider he, yeah he wants to play he wants to be yeah. obi-wan again yeah and quite and quite recently he's um he stated about how he even went into some depth about how he'd like to play him in in the um, the, the part of Obi Wan Kenobi when in between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, where obviously Obi Wan is kind of lingering around, just watch, watching over Luke, and thinks that there's a big there's a big gap there. And he also says that he feels like he would be the right age to play him, um, play that that part, which is obviously something that is quite clear because I think he's. Um, He's about forty-five now, I think he is. I should, I should really have looked into that. But he's he's a he's obviously a lot older. Revenge of the Sith was a was a while ago now, and he's he's a lot older, but not as old as what Alec Guinness was. So perfect age for that kind of in between stage, and it's it's something that I personally as well was really 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 happy about because I was worried that they were going to do like a, a Boba Fett film. Don't get me wrong; if they do that down the line, I'd be happy. But I think. This should have. This really should have come before the Han Solo film. Personally, I think this is definitely a massive, a massive gap in the Star Wars story that yeah. they could they could really work with and yeah and, and play around. But, oh gosh, I think there, yes, are, there are a think? lot of I think there are a lot of films that should have come before the Han Solo standalone film. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I you know, I hope it's good. I'm not the biggest fan that that is the story that they chose. I I feel like recasting, you know, someone outside of outside of Harrison Ford to play Han Solo is just insane. But that's, that's me. Yeah. And I know that's just my personal take on it, but no, I, I agree. I agree. I think so. I think you'd probably agree as well. Yeah. Well, I would, I think what I, um, what I also think is, um, to echo that you've got, you know, someone else being cast, um, other than Harrison Ford for that film. But again, coming before that film, we'd already had a recast Obi-Wan and he'd gone through the, you know, he had his his Padawan braid in the first prequel, didn't he, in Phantom Menace? And he's so he's gone through a, a, a sort of earlier arc, having we we you know after we'd already seen him in his old elder years. So we there's so much to do in between, considering you know he hid you know one half of the twins from from Vader. So like, <laughs> there's so much to know, and that film, it, it, no wonder everybody's rejoicing in the news because or what you know not unconfirmed but you know no wonder everyone's so happy because let's face it there's 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 plenty to do there isn't there yeah well i think so i i I mean gosh when they first announced this this whole new thing about you know we're gonna we're gonna stick with the trilogies or you know kind of the main saga story with the skywalkers but we're also gonna do you know some standalone films i thought that was was just so exciting you know, just to think about some of the stories that we've always wanted, things that we've thought about, and yet, you know, never really got. Unless, unless you're really into reading, you know, kind of the, I guess it'd be the old extended universe and the books that came out. 
um, you know, during the nineties and even in the two thousands, which aren't even considered Canon anymore. And gosh, that's such another long story, but you know, out of, out of all the new potential ideas and stories that they could choose, this is definitely one that was at the top of my list. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited, but okay. Imagine, tell me, tell me this though. The, it's gotta be you and McGregor though, right? They, they can't, (laughs) they can't go with anyone else. Well, it doesn't make it would it would be weird for them not to because it's not like Ewan McGregor is hidden away from which I mean he's outright said that he wants to do it. Is he was a bright spark? I'm a fan of of the prequels, but generally speaking, I know a lot of people really liked his his take on on Obi Wan Kenobi. This all the puzzle pieces they they just match together, and they it would be Lucas would be Lucas Arts would be doing something really really bizarre here if they decided to go for someone else because it just it just doesn't make sense. I don't know why you'd want to rub your f- the fans up the wrong way by changing it because it's clear as day that Ewan McGregor wants to do it unless it's a time frame thing and they want to get it done and it doesn't fit in his time frame. But even then, I'd think, then just wait because it, yeah. it will be, it'll it be right. worse off. Yeah, then just wait. But that's the only thing I think that would be that would stop it from happening, to be honest. Yeah. I just I just think there'd be outrage like we'd... Oh, absolutely. You know, possibly, possibly like we'd not... You know, like we, you've never seen. Do you know what I mean? I think... I don't know what that would ultimately lead to because I imagine everyone would still go and see it. But I just mean that the the reaction, if you like, would be massive if it wasn't him because just how can it be? I just I, I just even can't his age. See so, so I mentioned the intro, like even his age, yeah, is is matching up. Do you know what I mean? Right. He's not as old as Alec Guinness, but he's he's obviously considerably older than what he was when he was in. Revenge of the Sith. So it's like yeah. even his age, even the way he looks, they won't even really have to do anything to him. They won't have to hold him up or young him down. Nope. They just literally could just plonk him in. Boom. There you go. There he is. The only thing I think of is maybe just gray him up just a tiny bit because he's he's quite youthful <laughs> looking still. Um, and obviously, yeah. Alec Guinness was was pure grayness as he was going on. You know what I mean, to kind of put a little bit in there to show there's a there's a transition happening. But that's literally the only thing I can think of they need to do because he's. Oh yeah, I really, I Andre, I hope, perfect, I hope they yeah. don't not do that because I will be very, very upset. And angry. Yeah, you and every other Star Wars fan, and I know Ryan, you're a pretty big defender of the prequels. You know, for those who like to bash on the prequels, not that I like to bash them, but I'm not the biggest fan of them. But for me, one of the standouts from all three of those films is Ewan McGregor. And, Definitely, and and to think to think that it's possible that they might not recast him. I think that's just, I I think it is, it is just, uh, I don't know. It's very it's improbable. Unthinkable, yeah, yeah. It's unthinkable. Uh, right. Frankly. It is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, what do you think of the director? I'm not too familiar with him, so I, I don't really have an opinion either way. No, um, I think I, um, I think I put on a tweet. I think I was tweeting with a formal review. There's a shout out for you formal. Um, but I think I remember tweeting just kind of saying that, when it comes to directors with Star Wars, they're, they're kind of a little bit throwaway. I'm not to have a go at um, our director here. Obviously, he's an Oscar-nominated one, so he's, he's going to be good. But right. in regards to the fact that they, they, especially as you can see with the fallout of the Han Solo film, exactly, yeah. they know what they want. So they just need a professional to be able to put it through, but they know exactly what it is that they want. So really as long as they like say they've got someone that's good and can see that through to the end but 
it's, if anything starts going off the tracks, they end up just firing them like they did for the yeah. solo film. So, like they they know what it wants. So the directors for me is really not really really not that important because they were, I don't think they'll feel like they have too much creativity on that front. Yeah. Either way, I think it's very exciting. So you know, and to think about think about the success that Rogue One had, and you're dealing with characters that no one ever knew about. Like these are brand new characters. You don't have an attachment to them. You don't have nostalgia associated with them. And yet it was a massive success. And if you, if, if Disney and Lucasfilm announced that Ewan McGregor is coming back for an, an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, people are going to flip. Like it, yeah. it, it's going to, it's going to outdo Rogue One. I, I have no oh, doubt it, about it. Oh, definitely. It'll, definitely. It'll sell. Yeah. It'll sell out. It'll be in the cinema for, a long time it'll be it'll be massive because we're not just you say we're not just dealing with an amazing character here that everyone loves we're dealing with an a an actor that you know what i mean he's an a-list actor he he sells films himself so exactly so i mean like it's and then and also everyone knows how well he played the character before so it's literally just it's just printing money really on that front yeah, and I think, I mean, gosh, out of all the movie news that came out in August, I think this was probably the biggest one. So before we move on, though, to, to my movie news selection, uh, tell me this, guys. Um, I, in, out of all the different, I guess, rumors that, that there have been circulating, you know, these Star Wars standalone films, what is one that you guys would love to see? Do you have one in particular that you would just love for them to make? Well, this is this. This, this is it. This is it, mate. This is the yeah. one. I, I've, I've all my focus has been on this because I know there's all the rumors about how you and McGregor didn't appear at like the Star Wars celebration, and obviously then they never announced it at the D23. For me, it was like it was becoming, it was coming more more concrete that this was going to happen because of especially the Star Wars celebration. Because I remember like Liam Neeson um, and um, Samuel Jackson even sent like like video recordings from their phone, just saying like, "Hey guys, have a good time," kind of thing. It's just like, yeah. Ewan McGregor didn't even do that. Do you know what I mean? And he said that he loves the character. So it's like, why were they keeping him so under wraps? It's like, it makes no sense. And now I think it's because they're trying to have a big, a massive reveal for it, I think. And so, yeah, this is definitely, definitely the, the rumors that I've wanted to come true for a long time. Same with well, you, when I saw, Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, exactly the same. I'd totally echo it. When I saw the news last week, I was, um, I, I couldn't really believe it like it it was it was massive like uh, it got to the point for me where it, it didn't seem like it was gonna happen because it was like every we've been talking about it for so long now and now we're we're finally into that age of making you know the the, the spin-offs if you like and yet this one yeah. had been sort of third choice if you like um it just it, i just get got to a point where i was losing a little bit of faith of it so when i saw it last week i was absolutely delighted it was, it was great yeah. Actually, so, one question, Andre, for yeah, you. Just yeah. one question for you. For throwing back on you, because you're always asking the questions. Simply because we've got to wrap it up. Is do you think that they will use the CGI aging stuff that they use for Tarkin and Leia on Rogue One on a young Luke? Oh, jeez, no. I hope not. I hope not. If if, <laughs> if you, gosh, that no. If if you're gonna if you're gonna cast Luke, and hopefully Luke is young enough that you can just get you know like a six or seven year old actor. And you know, now you didn't have to worry about <laughs> about about stuff like that. But uh, 
No. Oh my gosh. I think that was probably the worst decision made for Rogue One. Is, is you to, think? Is, is no to... way. Oh, oh, we can have an argument now. <laughs> oh, let's move on. Move on quick. Move on. Yeah. Move on. Oh my gosh, man. I I loved. It was so okay. well done. Oh, I love the scene. I loved how they handled it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they actually showed her face like that. Oh, it but was. But I had to. I had to question whether it was her or not. Like, it was I so she was great. weird. It was so weird. Oh my gosh! It was like a cartoon, right, right, man. Right. It was like a cartoon. Let's move on. I didn't. Let's I don't save know. I've opened, it. I've just saved I've just opened it. Pandora's box. We'll, we'll, we'll do a open. special. We'll save it. Save it. Okay. <laughs> we'll save okay. Okay. Well, so okay. So for me, I, I think one of the rumors that really intrigued me was kind of the Boba Fett or the. Uh, the bounty hunter movie. I think that'd be fun, but honestly I would love for them to go back even way beyond Darth Vader insidious. Um, you know, back and because the thing is with the prequels, you see the Jedi at their lowest point. Things are so bad with the Jedi and how the Jedi organization operates and everything surrounding, you know, the, the Sith and the dark side and, and whatnot. I want to see, I want to see the Jedi at their strongest. I want to see, you know, what were things like in the old Republic, you know, a thousand years before Darth Vader. I would love to see something like that. Cause for me, the thing that really resonates and connects me, like with my interest in star Wars is just kind of that mythology, uh, you know, with the Jedi, the force yeah. that that's the stuff that I, well, that would be, love. I agree with so, that. That's, that's a, yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah, they I could think... talk about like the, they could talk about, Anakin and you know what I mean the chosen one in this do you know what I mean is in like the like it's you know what I mean the prophecy and all that stuff yeah and yeah they right. can talk about it do you know what I mean like when is this person going to come when is he going to bring do you know what I mean that, that'd be really good right be like, really I, positive about it I mean the Jedi the Jedi you know it, it's just what what obi-wan and others you know have talked about and even yoda oh gosh maybe a yoda movie would be pretty sweet i think that'd be <laughs> kind of fun <laughs> um you know but just i want to see the jedi when they're when they're strong you know when they're not being manipulated and deceived by the dark side I, yeah. i'd like to see something like that i think that'd be kind of fun so yeah i think on that just on a just inspired quickly i think you mentioned sidious that'd be interesting to see a a sort of Darth Plagueis, you know, his master yeah. type. Because that would be when, well. when the Jedi would yeah. be at its highest. So you, you can yeah. use him as kind of the the um the, the plot focus, if you will. He's kind of learning his way through everything. Yeah. And, and getting and darker and, yeah. and darker, yeah. Yeah, having like having an un- undercurrent. Yeah, having a one shot movie just focus on a villain, I think that'd be pretty intriguing. I think that'd get a mm. lot of people in seats too. This is good yeah, stuff, yeah. man. Gosh, I know we could talk Star Wars for hours and hours, but uh, yeah, Ryan, no, that was an excellent, excellent uh, new selection from the month of August. Uh, so the one that I chose, and this is going to be more specific to those who are listening in the United States as opposed to outside of the United States, because this is about a company called Movie Pass. So I just I typed up some notes and I'm just going to read this here and just going to give a little bit of background about what MoviePass is. And if you don't know about it already, you are most definitely going to be hearing about it soon. So MoviePass is a monthly subscription based movie ticket service that allows its users to attend one movie per day at participating theaters. So nationwide, MoviePass claims to have over 5000 theaters who participate 
in MoviePass. So it's it's likely that there is a theater near you that will allow this service, okay? So the monthly scri- uh, subscription price model has fluctuated ever since this uh, company began back in 2011. So it's been around for about six years. And they experimented with different prices based on different plans, but MoviePass eventually settled on around $40 per month for their basic unlimited uh, unlimited movie watch, um, which would just, it still pertains to that, you know, one movie per day, but it's unlimited for the month. Um, but it does not include, it did not include 3D or IMAX movies. You would have to pay higher prices to have those included. Um, but just last week on August 15th, uh, and yeah, not yet two weeks ago, MoviePass announced that they were dropping their monthly subscription service from $40 a month to $10 per month. So what this means is that for $10 a month, you could potentially go see 30 movies for 10 bucks. So this, this announcement, um, as some might expect, just completely lit the internet on fire. People were going crazy. And within a few hours of this announcement, the MoviePass website and their mobile site crashed. And the servers were just completely overloaded with (laughs) huge amounts of online traffic. Um, The crash was so bad that MoviePass had to release a press press statement just apologizing for their IT issues um, and how long it was going to take to get their service back up and running. Um, and that they were just not prepared to handle the amount of traffic that, you know, this news announcement generated. So, um, and, and again, you know, I know this only relates to, you know, people, uh, people within the United States and theaters within the United States, but, um, this is, this is kind of the, the, um, I guess the fallout that has occurred since that announcement last week. So at the end of 2016, just the end of last year, MoviePass, when they were reporting their annual earnings, they also revealed that their subscription service had reached approximately 20,000 subscribers. So as of today, and since the announcement, MoviePass just released that they have over 150,000 subscribers um, on their service now. So this is completely boomed and just skyrocketed. Um, but there's also been some negative fallout from this announcement because AMC theaters, which is the largest theater chain in the U S I think they own and operate upwards of seven or 8,000 theaters nationwide. Um, they, they are threatening legal action against movie pass stating that the movie pass model is not in the best interest of movie go moviegoers, movie theaters, and movie studios. And that was a quote from Variety magazine. Um, and so, yeah, AMC theaters does not like what movie pass is doing. I, I don't know why. And this is something that I want to talk about. And this is kind of the main topic of discussion. So with, with a service available to those within the U S that is gosh, the price of basically what you pay for Netflix um, to, and where you would be able to go see one movie a day for an entire month for only $10. Um, and with, with, t- uh, ticket sales dwindling and struggling all across the nation and theaters just having a really hard time of getting butts into seats. Um, why would any theater not be okay with this? I, I, that that that's the question that is just kind of really perplexing and confusing to me is because and, and and just to kind of explain a little bit more for those who aren't familiar with movie pass the way it works is this movie pass makes up the difference in movie ticket costs 
So even though you are only paying $10 for the ticket, the MoviePass company will reimburse the theater for the full price of the ticket no matter how many times you're going to the theater. So say you spend $200 in in movie tickets for you know one month, MoviePass will reimburse that theater the amount of what you would have spent even though you're only paying $10 a month. And the way they do that is, or at least what they're hoping to, and they're hoping to have a large enough subscription base to be able to make up the difference, is just what Google and Facebook does. They take your personal information and they sell it to advertisers. You know, so they have they they'll have access to that data, and which is why Facebook is free. Why you can have a Gmail for free. It's all free because they use your personal info to sell for advertising and marketing purposes. So that is where MoviePass is hoping to be able to make up the difference. Um, in their costs. And so technically movie theaters will not be losing out on any money whatsoever. So if something like this was available to you guys over in the UK, tell me what your thoughts would be. Would you be jumping all over this? Would you be signing up? Uh, well, it's yes. And well, we have, I'm sorry, you obviously know this, but we have, we have lots of cinema chains over here. One called Cineworld, one called Odeon, one called View, one called Showcase. Um, and 50% of those well, I've just named there do something similar, but you have to go. So it's, um, so Cineworld have their own membership. I think you pay about seventeen ninety nine, and you can go see as many films as you want, um, whenever you want, as long as you pay as membership is seventeen ninety nine a month. Um, and at any Cine World theater, and that's the very same with Odeon. I think theirs is a bit cheaper. I think theirs is like fifteen ninety nine a month. Don't quote me on that. Um, and the only reason why I haven't signed up to know that side is because our local cinema is View, and they don't they don't do that, and that's like literally around the corner. And oh, okay. the other ones that the other ones that we have that we go to are probably like they're all around about about twenty minutes, twenty five minute drive away. Which we do we do take don't we? So we do go to them because they're, yeah. the View cinema is rubbish. But it's kind of since they're all the same distance away, we usually base it, don't we, on like the times and stuff like that, and which one we go to. So yeah. it's like we don't have a solid one that we go to. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe if we did sit down and do the Sydney World, we'd probably save a lot of money. I, I don't. I don't really know. But it, it's more having really sat down and punched the numbers really. But it's more in the fact that we have these options of like four different cinemas that we can go to, and fifty percent of them offer it. Um, and it's not. It's not really the being tied down to kind of one place really. And. Um, that's kind of why we don't do it, but I think it's awesome. If I think if our local cinema did it, it's right around the corner. It'd be a no-brainer, really. But yeah, I think, it, I it think you're right. So for those uh, for those of you listeners who are you know listening within the United States and even within the state of Utah where I live, so and I've checked on this, all the theaters here in Utah locally, which would be Cinemark and Megaplex, which is the majority of the theaters here, they all accept Movie Pass. So for me, when I found out about this news. It was it was just like you said for me it was a no brainer and I signed up and so I'm still waiting for my pass I'm still waiting to use it I don't have any actual user feedback to give yet um, just because it hasn't come in the mail um, but I I just oh gosh I, I think I was with the majority of everyone who saw this news my my mouth dropped I could not believe that this was actually an available option to go see movies for ten bucks a month because right now right now I probably spend easily a hundred dollars a month i mean how, how much do you guys think you spend i i probably see more movies than you guys but what do you think you spend you know a monthly cost in going to see a movie? Uh, how many it pounds? depends isn't it like this month there's been really quiet on films 
And um, I feel like, I don't know, it's hard because it's really expensive over here as well, isn't it? I'm not sure what the, whatever it equals out to over in the States, you guys, but it's expensive trips. It's expensive to go to the cinema over here. So it depends. Like July, I think I went like five times. But then this month, I've only been once, shamefully. Yeah. You need to see Dark yeah. Tower. Um, but because there hasn't really been anything that's really tickled my fancy to go and see so it, it does depend I can't, I can't really give you an, av- an average on how much I spend on that front it fluctuates as well though doesn't it because not only in terms of it fluctuates as you said depending on what films are on it also fluctuates when we go because we've mentioned right. the meerkat movies before haven't we about how on a Tuesday and Wednesday if you bought um, it used to be orange Wednesdays but they sort of took it over from them and if you bought like an insurance policy through compare the market you can go on a Tuesday and Wednesday two for one. So some films that have been out for a while that we do want to see, we'll go on a, on a Tuesday or Wednesday on that two for one deal. But then other films that are like a, a big release will go on release night and you spend full price. Do you see what I mean? So there's right. like sometimes some months it will sort of chop and change, not only how many films there are out, but how, how we go and see them. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Right. So, it's just getting out of control, isn't it? The prices. Sorry, Andre. It's just it's no. Just okay, so, so that's we got really jealous. Well, and that's and that. Well, that's the thing yeah. is because movie price, movie ticket prices continue to increase, you know, all all across the United States. I think the average right now is around nine to ten dollars. That's the average, and for uh, me here in in the state of Utah, um, yeah, movie price is about ten dollars a ticket. Um, and you know, that's, that's not matinee. That's not going like on, you know, the discount family night or whatever. That's, that's just their general price. That's not including 3d. That's not including IMAX. If you do IMAX, it's around $15 a ticket, you know, but if you're in other larger cities like Los Angeles or New York, you're going to be paying upwards of 15, $16 for a general ticket, you know? And if you go see an IMAX, it's going to be around 20 bucks a ticket. And, you know, so it's, it's incredibly expensive. Um, and so well, that's, that's, that's the same as just here, though. Yeah, man. You're, that's yeah, about you're lucky. You're saying ten, ten dollars for you. We pay, we pay. How much size average? We're at twelve pound a ticket now. Our I think so. Well, we, we we spent sixteen quid to see Dunkirk in IMAX, didn't IMAX. we? Oh, sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's that like, would have been about know, twenty quid. At, at least, yeah, twenty dollars. At, at least, and then you know that doesn't include concessions. But you know, in in the articles that I've read and, and just the research that I've done on this, um, the majority of movie theaters, and I would I, I think it's safe to say that all movie theaters where they actually make profits and sales is not with movie tickets. It's with concessions. And so because the markups are so high with just buying a bucket of popcorn, you know, you know or just a fountain soda, um, it, it, that's where they really, really make, make up the, you know, their, yeah. their profits. Yeah. And so, you know, with movie theaters struggling to get people in, into seats and, you know, into selling tickets for movies, especially the, the ones that aren't blockbusters, like you said, like this month. You know, these are the months where where theaters are really going to start to struggle. So with an option like MoviePass, you're guaranteeing more people to go to theaters and to buy more concessions. You know, well, certainly so, when you look at the increase in subscriptions, it's a it's sort of a it tells you all you need to know, doesn't it? If it's, yeah, well, you know, if it's, I mean, yeah, they've already gone over four times what they had previously in just in just the amount of two weeks. You know, so it's pretty yeah. crazy. Um, so, so yeah, that's movie pass, you know, for the, for those of you listening who aren't familiar with it, I'll just, I'll put a link in to just their website and maybe a couple articles. I'm not, I'm not advertising for them. I'm not advocating for them. I have no idea if it's even, you know, worth it. I mean, I, I signed up, um, I'll see how it goes. Um, but again, you know, we're not, we're not here to, 
you know, say movie pass is the greatest thing. I, it's just, it is some pretty big movie news that, uh, that was announced this week. And so for those of you who are avid, you know, movie fans and like to go to the theaters, this is something that you're probably going to be interested in. So, um, all right guys. So that's, uh, that's our movie news selection for the month of August. And, uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, go to our last segment, which is the movie score of the month. Movie score of the month. All right, Simon. So this is your time. Go ahead and take it away. Right. Well, um, I can. Oh, the guy I've picked is um, in honor of the sort of re-release of the the Terminator Two um, this this month. We've got a one-off re-release of that, and uh, so I picked uh, Brad Friedel, not to be confused with Brad Friedel, the American goalkeeper, soccer goalkeeper. <laughs> um, so that's that's you know that's one for you guys across the pond. Um, yeah. So I, I, apart from sort of Terminator, I didn't know a hell of a lot about him, um, but I just knew. Obviously, everybody knows how iconic the Terminator theme is. Um, so I thought, what better time to to sort of go into it? But I look looking back on it, he's done um, some iconic other iconic scores in Fright Night and uh, True Lies, which is obviously as we said before, right, another Cameron film. Uh, and doing a bit more homework on him um, and being a big 80s music fan myself, I found out that he actually played synth for Hall and Oates. Um, oh, no way. The, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I, no didn't, I had no idea. So I'm sort of ashamed I didn't know that, if you know what I mean. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's mad. I didn't, I had no that's idea. Similar. That's similar to when we remember we saw Hans Zimmer and he um, turned out that he was a part of that, that song. The Buggles, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's like, it turns out he was... He was old synthesizing for that as well. Well, that's the thing because it lends itself to the fact that he is known as a synth expert. So when I found that out and started cross-referencing it, a bit, it made sense that he was sort of really synth heavy and 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 whatnot. Do you know what I mean? So that was uh, that made sense, and it was really quite you know I learned something. I was even if I was ashamed to to not know it already. But well, uh, and, that, and that definitely lines up with the time frame too because he did the original Terminator score for you know the original 1984 Terminator and. With '80s music, it's definitely synth heavy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's great, and and that's that's probably why I'm a huge fan of of, of that particular score. And also, well, you know, alongside the film, it's absolutely amazing, isn't it? But the the score itself is is great. I'm a big fan, as I say, of '80s music. So for me, it was. Uh, an obvious choice this time around but looking at the um the actual i was listening to it uh today actually and uh you know in prep for this and uh looking at the actual theme um you know the album itself there's a couple of good tracks obviously you've got the main theme which just builds and it's just you, like you you don't even need to, you hear the first couple of notes and you know what it is but there's um yeah it's just it's just well yeah not even notes just you just know, machines chaos. yeah it's, uh, yeah it's brilliant so you know straight away but there's a track on it called sarah dream and i think it might already be obvious where that comes from it's uh, it takes you right back to the scene you know, the apocalypse scene where she's uh, at the wire fence and she, you know, her and Melting. everything just fry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's just instant transportation to that. So that's a pretty, uh, a pretty big, uh, big piece. It's, it's, it's very dramatic. So it's probably, it's not easy listening, but it's certainly one to check out. And then there's also, um, Rye pointed this one out earlier, actually, we were talking about it. It's, uh, it's over the track's called and uh, it contains oh, yeah. a sort of reimagined mm-hmm. version of the theme doesn't it right in the second yeah. half of it 
so it's uh, a couple of good ones to check out there it's really uh, it's, well we already know because it's not a re-release it's not sorry it is a re-release it's not a new thing is it but you might not be familiar with the names it's uh, yeah an awesome bit of music and uh, as I say this, the 80s background really really makes sense well I think this was an excellent choice because so I've seen five movies this month and out of those five, I was not impressed with with any of the movie scores. Um, you know, some of them were fun, uh, kind of like uh, the uh, um, Hitman's Bodyguard, but it, it's not. Right. It, they're not entirely scores because it's just a lot of just a lot of singles from other bands that they just throw in. You know, so yeah, it's, it's just more like a, a sound, it's like a soundtrack, isn't right, it? Right, right. Yeah. Instead of a film score, and so yeah, I think this is an excellent choice, and and the timing is impeccable, especially because I think. T2 is getting re-released into in the UK theaters on the 29th, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. this, yeah, and we'll have this episode ready for next week. And, and uh, so, yeah, I think it's great timing, man. So, excellent selection. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, it's been it's been good. Good fun. Right. I, I enjoyed revisiting it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and gosh, I mean, I, I hadn't heard that theme song in years. But uh, once, <laughs> once Rice suggested this one, I think, uh, yeah, I went back and I actually I, – I, bought that theme and 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 i haven't released my episode yet with ryan uh doing the terminator <laughs> kind of the hype hype podcast but but that one's in there so you guys will hear that one <laughs> no, that was the other reason it was uh sort of it's all it's all a bit of a terminator 2 sort of theme isn't it you did that episode you two yeah. did that episode and then yeah. i sort of you know spoke about this and then we were like yeah well it's obvious then yeah, no, i think it's great all right, well, Ryan and Simon, you guys, thanks for joining me again. This was a lot of fun. I think we covered some really interesting topics and things that our, our listeners will definitely be pleased to hear. So um, why don't you guys go ahead and get your plug for uh, your website and for social media if uh, our listeners want to get just to get a hold of you guys, follow you online, or read your reviews. Uh, Take it away, yeah, yeah. Um, anyone that doesn't know us by now, which I hope do, because we're, we're good regular visits now on Andre's show, your faculty directors. Um, but um, we're from the website lifeoffilms.com. It's as simple as that. It's just swing on by. We've got lots of reviews, movie um, blogs, and we do a thing, um, weekly segment, an actor a week, where we write a, a um, article dedicated to an actor. It's, um, it's a really good site, and we really recommend um, you pop over and have a look and, and let us know what you think. It's, uh, crit- criticism is something that we, we really want to get, one that we really want it to be perfect. But yeah, swing on by. And uh, I think Sai's going to bust out our social on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, again, if you don't know us by now, um, we're doing something wrong. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're listening for a reason. So yeah, it's, uh, our, our, um, our Twitter is live underscore of underscore films. Uh, and uh, again, alongside the website, we just uh, talk with, you know, alongside the articles we write, we talk more in depth um on twitter because it's quick fire um so it's a, a you know we run it very much alongside the website itself and it's just uh it's great fun we've got some regular regular guys and we're always picking up some new guys as well and it's just really good to to get involved in the all, all the you know topics of all sorts obviously all movies but all sorts of different little intricacies so yeah come and give us a follow and and, and, and get involved in the chat well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me again. And uh, listeners, yeah, be sure to go check out Ryan and Simon on Life of Films. They do excellent work. And thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Thank you for downloading the podcast. And uh, make sure you guys stay up to date and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Play, uh, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, and really, gosh, there are so many other podcast outlets, and you, you should be able to find us on all of them. And uh, make sure to leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. And uh, um, again, on behalf of Ryan and Simon, this is Andre with Backseat Directors, and we'll see you guys next week at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast.